Greetings in the matchless name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I greet you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. We are in the presence of the Lord. Do you doubt? Do you doubt that? Are you sure? Are you in the presence of the living God? Are you ready to respond to his, to, to his word? I'm an instrument sent by God to speak over you so that that will change your situation. Amen. Hallelujah. Can we lift up the name of Jesus in this place? Can we lift up the name of Jesus, the matchless name of Jesus in this place? Amen. Hallelujah. That silence was good. It did good to me. Hallelujah. While I was sitting there meditating on God's word, I saw the foundations. Some foundations has been shaky. And God is going to fix. Say, God is going to fix the foundation that which is shaky today. Say, my God is going to fix. Say, my God is going to fix my roots. Hallelujah. Say, my God is going to fix my roots. Hasina, your smile. Hasina means smile. Smile and say, my God is going to fix my roots. Something is bothering you. God's word is on your way. I don't know what, but it will deliver you today. Amen. Hallelujah. Maybe when you sit here in the presence of God, God will speak to you. Amen. That's the power of God's word. Amen. When God speaks, don't keep quiet. Receive it. Amen. Receive it. Every word that he speaks, say, Lord, I receive it. Be unashamed. Stand in the presence and receive it. Amen. Because it is God who is speaking to you. Hallelujah. Everything that it, it, that I have jotted down in this note, it's already declared from the pulpit. And that's a prayer that I make every time when I stand here. Father, confirm to me that I heard from you that it is your word that I'm going to speak. I got multiple confirmation today right from Pastor Deepthi. Hallelujah. Sing unto the Lord. Hallelujah. With your understanding. In the spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. Let the spirit of God liberate you today. Everything that the devil has bound. Let the spirit of God liberate you. Amen. Hallelujah. Father in the name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. We speak liberation over this atmosphere. We speak liberation over this atmosphere. Everything that is that has bound the eyes of your people, everything that's bound your people's ears, your people's mouth, tongue, I loosen it in the mighty name of Jesus. Let the power of God's word fill in this atmosphere. Let there be an atmosphere shift the glory. Hallelujah. Be here in this place, I pray, Lord Father. I come against every spirit of rebellion. Every spirit of disobedience. Every spirit of disunity. Every spirit of laziness. I uproot it in the mighty name of Jesus. 
Let the ground be clear today. Let the word that you have for your people, let it go and touch them, Lord Jesus. Every distraction, every disturbance, I speak against those spirits in the mighty name of Jesus. The devil will flee when they lift up the name of Jesus. I lift up the name of Jesus over this atmosphere. Jesus, you are the Lord over this place. You alone are the king over this place. You are the master. You are our honor. And we are here like maid servants. Hallelujah. Lifting, looking at you, our master, our maker, to hear from you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you that you have your word ready. And our hearts are ready to receive your word. Let your word do its work. It will not come back to you void. It will accomplish its purpose by which you have sent it. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Say, listen. Say, tell your neighbor, listen. Say, listen. Say, God is speaking. Listen, let's turn our Bibles to Isaiah chapter 51. Isaiah chapter 51. If you don't listen, you will not receive. You will miss out. Shall I tell you something? This is a treasure. Hallelujah, a treasure. Whatever you need is found in this treasure. Hallelujah. This is your life. Your bounty, your booty. Amen. God is going to speak. Say, listen. listen. Isaiah chapter 51. Listen to me, you who pursue righteousness, who seek the Lord. Listen to me. Listen to me. Pay attention to me. Please hear my voice. Please hear my words. Listen to me. These phrases are repeated in this entire chapter. Many times, listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. God is telling his people to pay attention, to listen, to heed his word. Why should God emphasis on listening to him? Why? Why did he say, listen to me, listen to me, pay attention to me? Why did God emphasis on that word? He's speaking, why did God t telling you, listen to me, listen to me? I want response from the church. Yeah, because you are not listening. Hallelujah, God is speaking, but we are not listening. That's why God is addressing it again. Listen to me, listen to me. If you listen, your peace would have been like a river. Hallelujah, you will enjoy the joy. They're the greatest joy ever. Amen. Peace like a river. Joy like a fountain. Love like an ocean. Right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Only if you listen. Listening to God was not the priority thing for the children of God. But, but God in his love and mercy, he always showed willingness to speak to his people. The same God who spoke to the Israelites through Isaiah, through his spirit, he is telling us, listen. With all his love and mercy, he is asking us to listen to his word. If we are not listening to God, we are just like any other person. 
ordinary people without any connection with the living god listening makes that difference amen hallelujah everything in the kingdom of god works in relationship with jesus everything you name everything you can take anything everything in the kingdom of god works with relationship with jesus and nothing else strong relationship is a result of real conversations i give you one minute to think to ponder even in your natural relationships you think about it strong relationship will have a real conversation always results in real conversation only constant exchanges will build strong relationships amen husband and husbands and wives you want your relationship to be strong this is a secret real conversations amen constant conversations amen listen to me you who pursue righteousness when god speaks he specifically pursue an audience he always addressed to a specific audience he does not speak everything to everyone god does not speak everything to everyone amen god will not speak to you the way he speaks to me jesus reveals his heart to me in a certain way and that can be entirely different from how he reveals his heart to you that's how jesus spoke when he was on this earth his style his explanations his revelation catered to different people in different ways when he was with the crowd he do he used different style of language different explanation but when he was with his disciples his attitude was different his style was different his explanations were different when he was with his beloved disciples in the inner circle he was very intimate with them hallelujah his style was different the way he addressed it was different it had a different flavor altogether jesus speaks to you according to your level hallelujah jesus speaks to you according to your level how much you can take how much you can relate to his word how much you can retain his word how far you can go with his instructions with his word he speaks to you according to your intimacy with him according to your honor the honor that you give the reverence that you give to him according to that god speaks to you the secret of the lord is those who fear him hallelujah the secrets of the lord is those who fear him it is not for everyone 
what did he what did he tell to the prophets i will not do anything without telling to my prophets without revealing to my prophets how can i keep that from my friend abraham right. say it's relationship. relationship say it's relationship. relationship when we read this this chapter we can see that the word here is those who pursue righteousness and those who seek the lord Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Not everyone is hungry and thirsty for righteousness. Only those who are hungry and thirsty for righteousness, they will be satisfied. Listen to me, you who pursue righteousness, who seek the Lord, Look to the rock from which you were hewn and to the quarry from which you were dug. Look to the rock which you were hewn. Look to the quarry from which you were dug. Even though we are new covenant people, blood-washed saints of God, we need these reminders. Many people in the kingdom of God, they have a problem called identity crisis they don't know who they are they don't know who they belong to identity crisis so god is telling look to your roots i told you god is going to fix your roots today water is shaky god is going to fix your foundation today amen you have to look to the roots you have to look to the rock you have to look to the quarry then only you will be able to know from where you have cut apart Amen. Do not think that you have sprouted up just like that by your smartness and by your abilities. Do not think like that. There is a story behind you which explains who you were and what brought you thus far. You have been cut from a rock. You were dug out and turned over from a rock. like how god spoke to isaiah jesus jesus is speaking to you and me look back to remember to reflect on amen i want to take gold as an example how many of you love gold yes i also like gold you can i want to use gold as an example i think that will bring much more excitement in this church i think each mine or quarry will be different and the gold that is refined from each mine is different i think so i haven't done a, i haven't done a detailed study but i think so the primary quality or purity of a gold is highly dependent on the on the mining place then it goes through a different process and we get the pure gold like rings like chains so the gold is dependent on the what mines even we even when we look at the time of solomon who who was king solomon the wisest king ever not only that the richest king the wealthiest king he did not use any random gold to build, to build the temple of god king solomon he did not use any ordinary gold to build the temple of god but he insisted that the gold should from the gold should come from pavim 
or from offer. Why? Because that mines or pavim were considered to be pure gold. It is called virgin gold. The gold from pavim or from offer was unique. And it was identifiable. Can you say that word identifiable? The gold from Pavan was identifiable. Because of that, Solomon insisted that the whole gold that is needed to build the temple of God should be from Pavan. So if you want to know your real worth, your quality, your purity, your holiness, your standard, you must look from where you are hewn from and which query you are from. Amen. It says, look to the rock from which you were hewn and to the quarry from which you were dug. Look to Abraham, your father, and to Sarah, who gave birth to you in pain. Look to Abraham, your father. Look to Sarah, your mother, who gave birth to you in pain. Why is it this instruction coming to the New Testament believer? When you look to your roots, if you are not able to connect your roots with Abraham, all the way to Abraham, you are still living short of your real value. Amen. When you look at yourself, if all that you can see is your earthly father, your earthly mother, you are still living short of your real character or nature. We all say or we all think, like, I'm like my father, I'm like my mother. I'm like my father, I'm very short-tempered. I'm like my mother, I'm very emotional. I'm like my great-grandfather, who was very cunning and shrewd. I'm like my great-grandmother, who had some excellent cooking skills. I'm like my aunt, I'm like my uncle, so on and so forth. If that, if that is all that you think about yourselves, I want to tell you, you do not pursue righteousness. You do not seek the Lord. Those who pursue righteousness, those who seek the Lord, look back to your roots. You should be able to see Abraham. You should be able to see Sarah. You should be able to see Jesus. Hallelujah. I have seen some kids who think they are reached a certain level, maybe a higher level than their parents. And it is so terrible to see them looking down on their parents. They are not happy with their parents. They think if they were the children of some rich people like uh, Bill Gates, Ambani, they would have been in a better place. They think because of their parents, they are stuck. What to those children? I didn't say, Bible says in the same book, Isaiah chapter 45 verse 10. What to him who says to a father, what are you begetting? Or to a woman, to what are you giving birth? Isaiah chapter 45 verse 10. What to the children who look down on their godly parents? It is God who chose your father and your mother. 
Hallelujah. Selecting your parents is beyond your limits. Did you pray to God? When, when you were formed before the foundations of the world? Did, Dami, did you pray that you want Pastor Dilip Koshi and Nisha Dilip Koshi as your father and mother? No. It is out of our limits. Hallelujah. So who made you? God made you. In his likeness. Will he make any mistake? Hallelujah. Always know that God wanted you to be the child of your parents. It is not an accident. It is divine purpose. Divinely placed by God. Amen. If things need to be changed in your family, sometimes we may say, things are not really going well with my family. If you think there, is some, there, there are some changes needed in your life, know that God has placed you in that house for that reason. You are an answer for that problem. Hallelujah. You pray. You speak the word of God. You humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. And you can change the situation. <clears throat> Be happy the way you look. Sometimes we look at others and say, Oh, he looks so handsome. She looks so beautiful. Look at him. He's so tall. Look at her. She's so short. I want to be like him. I want to be like her. Accept the way that you are made because God made you. He formed you and framed your unformed substance in your mother's womb. He knit you in your mother's womb. Amen. God will not make, him make any mistakes. He made you the way he wanted you to be. Let this set you free. God made you the way he wanted you to be. God wanted to see me like this. That's why he fashioned me like this. God wanted your, your eyes, that color of your eyes to be like that. That's why God, God wanted to see you like that. God wanted your head to be like that. As Michael, that's why he made you. He will not make any mistake. If you are not happy the way you look, is there anyone here like that? Anyone here not happy the way you look or the way you are? Look to the rock from which you were hewn and from the quarry from which you were dug. Look to your spiritual roots. And when you realize that you are hewn and dug from Abraham, from Jesus, you will have a change of perspective. You will have a change of perspective about yourself. If you see any imperfection, you can perfect it according to your spiritual positioning. I believe in that. Because I read the word of God and it is written in the word. Amen. We read of people whose hands were withered and it got straightened. Physical imperfection. We read the blind eyes of men, of people, opening. It's in the word. That's physical imperfection. The hump on the back disappearing. 
we see people who are paralyzed got getting healed just like this physical imperfection when people were imperfect in their body when they positioned themselves according to the spirit even their physical being made perfect that's the power of god's word hallelujah now can anyone complain is there anyone who is complaining about the way you look your height your weight position yourself according to the spirit and everything will be restored hallelujah amen if you are in the kingdom of jesus christ i want to tell you you have a great lineage you have a great lineage if you are if you represent the kingdom of god and it started all the way from abraham what a great lineage i mean if you have any doubt just go and read matthew chapter 1 you will know from where you have dug from once jesus had a conversation with the with the jews where jesus said if you know the truth and the truth will set you free the jews got offended they told why are you saying like this we are the children of abraham we are not in bondage we are the children of freedom then jesus said if we are the children of abraham do the deeds of abraham hallelujah if you claim that you are the child of god do the deeds of your father do the deeds of jesus amen as people of the new covenant it is important for us to learn from abraham are you with me if it was not important there would not there would not be any mention of abraham in the new covenant in the new testament who is abraham why the holy spirit is urging us to learn from abraham what were the deeds of abraham what were the deeds of abraham i was amazed at the title the holy spirit has given to abraham what was the title what is the title father of father of faith father of all believers hallelujah the holy spirit commented on abraham's faith faith is the basic say faith is the basic, faith is the basic. it is fundamental yes. your whole spiritual identity is hanging on one word your whole spiritual identity is hanging on one word one thing that is faith in jesus and nothing else and jesus christ is coming back for that those who have faith in jesus jesus coming is for that okay let me ask you a question and let me see whether i should proceed from here when it uh, when it came to faith was abraham an ordinary man <clears throat> was abraham an ordinary man when it comes to faith no you all agree no then can you just uh, uh help me why you made that uh, statement no the answer no let me i'm just just like no i'm letting me myself know that i'm on the right track why do you consider that abraham was was not uh an ordinary man when it comes to faith 
hope against hope. I'm on the right track. Let's turn our Bibles to Romans chapter 4. Romans chapter 4 verse 16 down. Romans chapter 4 verse 16 down. For this reason it is by faith in order that it may be in accordance with grace so that the promise will be guaranteed to all the descendants not only to those who are of the law but also to those who are of faith of Abraham who is the father of us all. Any doubt? Who is your root? Abraham. Hallelujah. Abraham is our father. Father of faith. Because we have been saved by grace through faith. Can you say, I'm saved by grace through faith? As it is written, a father of many nations have I made you. Who told that? God told that to Abraham. What did he say? Father of many nations have I made you. When did Abraham receive this promise? Before the birth of Isaac. When he was childless, he received this promise. Father of nations, I have made you. When God, father of many nations. When God speaks in the past tense, it is a done deal. It is a done deal. Because it was a done deal for God. In the language of God. Because it was a done deal for God, it was a done deal for Abraham. This is faith. Understanding the language of God. Hallelujah. This is faith. What is faith? Abraham understood the language of God. When God showed him the stars, he understood. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. In the presence of him whom he believed, even God, who gives life to the dead and calls into being that which does not exist. Did you hear the same word here during the worship time? Yes. That means God is very serious about this word. Hallelujah. Life to the dead. Abraham believed that God will resurrect something. God will revive something. God will revive his deadness. And God will revive his, the deadness of Sahara's womb. He also believed that God can bring his unformed son into existence. Let's read again. In hope against hope. Did you hear that today? That means God is serious. When God spoke once, I heard it twice. God is serious. In hope against hope, he believed so that he might become a father of many nations according to that which had been spoken. So shall your descendants be. Abraham believed against all odds, all impossibilities, all deadness and lifelessness. For Abraham, reading from Amplified, you don't need to go there, Debbie. I'm reading from Amplified. For Abraham, human reason for hope being gone. Right? 
but he hoped in faith that he should become the father of many nations as he had been as he had been promised so numberless shall your descendants be Hallelujah. amen hope against hope say hope against hope hope against hope hope in faith against any human reason for hope that is hope against hope i always wondered what is this hope against hope hope in faith against any human reason for hope hope being a father of many nations against staying childless that is hope against hope abram hoped for being the father of many nations against settling himself as a childless father or childless marriage can you hope against hope can you hope against hope something concerning your life today now can you hope against hope can you hope something beyond your comprehension can you hope against something that goes beyond your comprehension instead of hoping that you will be relieved from that pain for now can you hope against hope that you will walk in divine health forever Amen. instead of asking or hoping for a good health can you hope against hope that you will be a healer for many instead of hope again hoping that you will somehow meet your needs can you hope against hope that you will be able to bless that you will be able to give for me the needs of your brothers instead of hoping that you will get promoted can you hope against hope that god will give you the resource to make you an entrepreneur or an employer can you hope against hope that is hope against hope it goes beyond your comprehension that's what abraham did abraham understood the nature of his god he knew that his god is not talking about isaac because that is the first promise came to abraham god did not speak anything about isaac the first promise that came to abraham was i will make you the nations will be blessed through you nations will come from you the promise was about nations not about isaac that is hope against hope the promise is not a father of one but father of many nations father of jesus jesus is the seed of abraham father of you and me i'm sure because abraham understood the language of god when he saw the stars he saw jesus he saw you and me that's how he understood that's why god told he is my friend how can i conceal this matter from him he understood the language of god he understood what faith is that's why he is the father of faith god did not give that title to anyone else do, do not put limits to your hope but learn to hope against hope now you know now you know how to hope against hope yes jenny mama do you know to hope against hope verse 19 romans chapter 4 verse 19 without becoming weak in faith he contemplated his own body 
without becoming weak in faith how can one becoming we become weak in faith tell me church when you doubt the answer is in the same verse when you contemplate on your circumstances when you contemplate when you see deadness lifelessness barrenness unfeasibility impracticability then your faith will become weak see god is speaking to you in a very simple language today not complicated amen he is telling you when can your faith be weak when you contemplate on the wrong things when you contemplate that which is not right according to god's standard that's when your faith will become weak the moment you take your eyes your heart your mind and all your senses from the promise of god or from what god has promised you will see deadness you see lifelessness you see hopelessness when we see when we study the account of peter walking on water <clears throat> he walked on water trusting in the trusting in the trusting in the word of jesus trusting in the word of jesus when jesus asked what did jesus say when peter wanted to walk on the water he said only one word what did he say come jesus said come jesus said come i want you to say come say come five times So Peter was not walking on the water. Peter was walking on the word of Jesus. So every I don't know how many steps he took, but every step he took he was stepping on come. 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 Because for Peter the words of Jesus was his life. He only said, where can we go from your presence? You have the words of eternal life. And the eternal life himself has released the word, come. So Peter is walking on the, the word. What is that? Come, come. And his body responded to that. Hallelujah. When he heard the word, Jesus, he trusted in that word. And his body started to responding to that word. Peter's auditory senses were completely captivated by this one word come so the wind had to find another way to get Peter's attention we usually hear the wind right but his, his auditory senses are completely shut because he can hear only one thing come and his body is moving according to that word come 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 the wind got so frustrated the wind had to find another way to get peter's attention and you know what it is written peter saw the wind oh peter saw the wind not heard not felt but peter saw the wind and he cried out saying lord save me walk by faith and not by sight 
Immediately, Jesus stretched out his hand and pulled him out. And he said, Jesus, what did Jesus say? What was Jesus' response? Why did you doubt? You of little faith. He didn't say, Peter, I'm your master. Why are you not afraid? Why are you afraid? I'm with you. But he said that one word, you of little faith. You of little faith. Say faith matters. Little faith, weak in faith. When you hear God's word, all your senses, your heart, your mind, your body, and everything should be aligned, tuned to the word of God. Do not give, a, give any foothold for the devil. Do not give any provision for the flesh. Hear words God and act upon it. When you hear God's word, Act upon it. Verse 19 says, without, without becoming weak in faith, Abraham contemplated his own body, now as good as dead, since he was about a hundred years old. How many years old? If God can change the situation, hundred years old, he can do it for you. Amen? He can do it for you. Only believe. Have faith in God. <clears throat> Since he was about a hundred years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb, yet, say yet. Yes. yes, everything was true. Deadness of his body is true. Deadness of Sarah's womb, barrenness of her womb, it was true. The situation was unfavorable. It was unpracticable. It was impossible. Yet, say the word yet. Yet, he held on to the promise of God. He held on to the promise of God. He did not waver in unbelief. Abraham held on to the promise of God and he did not waver in unbelief. Nothing could shift his attention from God's word. But Abraham grew faith, strong in faith. He grew, he grew strong in faith, yet he did not waver in unbelief. Abraham's faith in God's word made him a father. There was no other solution for that. No other solution. Abraham's faith in God made him a father, father of many nations. No matter what, do not waver in unbelief. You might be pressed or pressured from, from different sides, but do not waver. Your life should be built on the words of Jesus. We heard that. The wise man who built his house, rains came, floods came, winds came, but my hope was built on Jesus. What people may label you, think of you, perceive about you is irrelevant. Everything that you see today, now, or everything that you see now, look at your situation. Do you see rejection now? Do you see lack? Do you see dishonor? Do you see health issues, accusations? Everything can change in no time. 
I'm a person who completely believes in the transformation of water turning into wine. In no time. We serve a God of suddenlies. Nothing is impossible with you. With him. Immediately. Quickly. In no time. I want to prophesy all this church. You're going to see something happening in your life in no, in no time. In no time. I release that all this atmosphere. In no time. Problems that you have faced maybe for the past hundred years. In no time. God will address those issues. Abraham grew strong in faith. Grew strong in faith by hearing God's word. And he had faith. How did faith come? Faith comes by hearing. And hearing the words of Christ. And faith will fulfill what God says about you. That is the power of faith. Faith will fulfill what God says about you. Verse 20. Yet with respect to the promise of God, he did not waver in unbelief, but grew strong in faith, giving glory to God. Hallelujah. Today we heard that. Whatever you're going through, give glory to God. And being fully assured that what God has promised, he was also able to perform. Your faith level determines your worship. He did not waver in unbelief, but grew strong in faith, giving glory to God. Yes. So your faith level determines your, the level of your worship. Yes. If you have faith in God, you will be a worshiper. Yes. Your lifestyle will be worship if you have faith in God. In every situation, you will give thanks. You will give glory to God. Galatians chapter 3 verse 6. Even so, Abraham believed God and it was reckoned to him as righteousness. Verse 7 says, Therefore, therefore those who pursue righteousness look to the rock. So therefore, be sure that those who are of faith, who are the sons of Abraham. Who are the sons of Abraham? Those who are of faith. Not those who try to follow the law. Not those who um, try to follow the tradition. No, but those who have faith. Those who are in faith. And verse 9 says, So then those who are of faith are blessed with Abraham the believer. Hallelujah. Blessed with Abraham. Do you know the promises God has spoken over Abraham? Do you know? The kind of promises God has spoken over Abraham. Bible says that you are blessed with Abraham. Every promise that God has spoken over Abraham is yours. Because you are blessed with Abraham. So let me ask that question once again. When it came to faith, was Abraham an ordinary man? Do you have any doubt? Do you have any doubt? Should I go back? No. Okay, my second question. Was Abraham a sensible man? Was Abraham a sensible man? I am happy that you don't have any stones with you. I want an answer. I want to know whether I am going in the right direction. Was Abraham a sensible man? He was a sensible man in the eyes of? In the eyes of? In the eyes of God. Shall I prove? In the eyes of God, Abraham was a? 
sensible man, but in the eyes of man, he was senseless. He was foolish. He was crazy. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 11, verses 8 down. Hebrews chapter 11, verses 8 down. By faith, Abraham, when he was called, obeyed by going out to a place which he was to receive for an inheritance, and he went out not knowing where he was going. Wow. What is that? He went to a foreign land not to do, not to do some work or to earn some, some benefits or to make a living out of that. Why did he go to a foreign land? Why did Abraham go to Canaan? To, to see, to receive his inheritance. The land, that foreign land was Abraham's inheritance. So do you think when you go to a foreign land, when you go and inherit the land, the people will just say, quiet? Do, is this making some sense to you? Abraham going to the foreign land to inherit the land? So do you think Abraham was a, sense, is a sensible man? According to, according to man's point of view. No, I told you you will agree with me. Let's continue. By faith he lived as an alien in the land of promise, as in a foreign land dwelling in tents with Isaac. Uh-huh. He went to inherit the land. Now he is living in tents. Is that sensible? By faith when Sarah herself received ability to conceive. At the age of? At the age of? 90. At the age of? 90. Is that a sensible news? I want church to uh, respond to me. No. But I want to tell something very, very critical there. It is written, by faith, even Sarah held herself received the ability to conceive. That shows faith gives you the ability to receive. Amen. Faith gives you the ability to receive. That's why in James chapter 1 verse 6, it says 6 to 8. James chapter 1 verse 6 to 8. I want you to say, faith gives you the ability to receive from God. But he must ask in. But he must ask in. Without any. For the one who doubts is like the surf of the sea. Driven and tossed by the wind. For that man ought not to expect that he will. That he will. Receive. So faith will enable you to receive. If you don't have faith, don't pray. Because you will not receive. And verse 17. By faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac. Oh, I can at least take the first three. But this thing, he waited for 100 years old. At the age of 100 years old, God gave him a son, Isaac. Is it sensible for a normal man to sacrifice his only begotten son? According to the eyes of man. Tell me, church, was it sensible? So let me, let me ask you that question again. 
Was Abraham a sens sensible man according to man? He was not. By faith. By faith, Abraham. By faith, Abraham. By faith, Sarah. By faith, Abraham. If you take out of that word faith from this every account that we read, tell me whether Abraham was a sensible man or not. If you take out that faith, term faith, no, not at all sensible. Because of that one word, what is that word? Faith, Abraham became wise. Abraham became the father of believers. Abraham became the father of faith. Otherwise, he would have been considered as a crazy fellow. Faith validated him. Hallelujah. Faith brought him timeless honor. Hallelujah. What validated Abraham? I'm talking about your father. By the way, I'm talking about your father, your roots. Faith validated your father Abraham. Amen. Faith brought him timeless honor. That's why we're speaking about Abraham even now, today. It is very easy to make fun of men of God and women of God when they stand in faith. Some people are very quick to say, what is that man doing? He's not sensible. He's crazy. What is she doing? She's out of her mind. He's not normal. Have you ever heard that? This is not now normal. He's not normal. He's abnormal. I've heard that. When we put the papers, we both were working in a very good company, earning a good amount of money. When we put papers, we heard that. You're abnormal, crazy fellow. It's like a dream job. You're abnormal. His decisions are not practical. Let me ask you one more question. Give me the name of one man of God from the Bible who seemed to have done everything sensibly in the human perspective. One name. You start from your father Abraham. Abraham? Say no if the answer is no. No. Isaac? Jacob? Joseph? Moses? Who comes next? Joshua? Deborah? Elijah? Was he sensible? Do you think? He's, he's, he stood in the front of King Ahab and told, until, until I say, there will not be rain for the next three and a half years. Was he sensible? I'm talking about Elijah. Elisha? Was he sensible? Okay. Daniel? David? Okay, then we'll come to the New Testament. The disciples? Paul? Peter? Okay, then we'll come to the, the, the perfect one. Jesus? 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 What? What is that answer? Jesus. Was Jesus sensible before men? I saw sure. In the account of wedding at Cana, what did Jesus say? What ran out? Wine ran out. And what did Jesus say? Fill the stone, stone jars with? What? Absurd. The wine ran out and Jesus is telling to fill it with water. And without tasting, he is telling go and just serve. Give to the head waiter. 
What's the sensible? Feeding the multitude. Almost more than 5,000 people and Jesus is telling his disciples, you go find something and feed the people. So Jesus, the disciples told, no, no, we don't have anything. Then what did Jesus say? Bring what you have. Was that sensible? Was that sensible? When Jesus needed money to pay the taxes, what did he say to Peter? Peter, you go, you catch some fish, take the first, first fish, open the mouth, you will find a coin that can pay. With that, we can pay the taxes of uh, you, all my disciples and myself. Was, was that insensible? Okay. When Jesus came to the synagogue official's house and his daughter was dead. His daughter was dead. His daughter was dead. And when he went to that house, the people were weeping. They were wailing. And what did Jesus say to them? Why are you weeping? The girl is sleeping. She's not, she's not dead. And the people clap for Jesus. They laughed at Jesus. Now you tell, was Jesus sensible before man? Then why are you afraid when somebody tells you that you are abnormal? Look to your roots. If Abraham was abnormal in the world, you should be abnormal in the world. Amen. You should be wise in the eyes of God. Hallelujah. That's the violent. They will take it by force. Those who understand the language of God, they will take it by force. Those are the violent people. Faith is not dependent on your physical strength. It does not have anything to do with your natural ability. Faith is supernatural. We have the faith of the Son of God. Oh, let this set you free. You don't have your own faith. You operate in the faith of Jesus Christ. Amen. If everything was possible with Jesus, it is possible with you. Because the faith of Jesus is in you. Amen. The faith of Jesus is in you. The faith is supernatural. Hallelujah. Faith is the substance. Faith is the reality. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 33. The rest of the verse says, By faith, Moses, by faith, we heard about Barak, by faith. And verse 33 says, who by faith conquered kingdoms, performed acts of righteousness, obtained promises. Hallelujah. Obtained promises. Since we are uh, talking about Abraham, Sarah, I wanted just to stress on this term. Obtained promises. By what? By what? Oh, by faith they obtained promises. That means by faith you can obtain Promises. What do you mean by obtaining? By faith, you can fasten onto your promise. By faith, you can fasten onto your promise and pull them into reality. That's what Abraham did. That's what Isaac did. That's what Jesus did. Obtain promises. You pull them into the reality. Amen. When Jesus was feeding the 5,000 multitude, he pulled bread and fish from heaven that fed 5,000, more than 5,000 people. By using the law of faith, we can obtain anything, any of the promises of God. 
regarding your health, regarding your provision, regarding peace, love, a joy, your profession, miracle, anything. By the law of faith. Faith is a law. Amen? Faith is a law. Like how we have many laws on gravity, force, thermodynamics, faith is a law. It states in Romans chapter 3, faith is a law. When you apply faith, there must be some reaction. There must be some reaction because that is a spiritual law. Nobody can alter that. Amen. When you apply faith, there should be some reaction. And that nobody, no one can deny that. Even Jesus could not deny that. What happened when the, the lady with the issue of blood came to him? What happened? The lady came and touched at the fringes of Jesus' garment. She got healed. What is the next question Jesus asked? Who touched me? So the disciples told, what are you saying, Jesus? So many people are touching you. How can you say that? So Jesus told, uh-huh, this touch is different. When somebody touched me, without my knowledge, power went out from me. So faith is a law. Hallelujah. Faith is a law. That is a spiritual law. Without faith, the spiritual transaction cannot happen. Spiritual transaction cannot happen without faith because it is impossible to please God. Without faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. So today, Holy Spirit wants to introspect our lives. Compare our lives with that of Abraham, our father. Who are we resembling? Our spiritual roots or our natural roots? Who are we resembling today? Isaiah declares that if you pursue righteousness, if you see God, you are hewn and dug from Abraham. And the scripture encourages us to look to Abraham. But as New Testament believers, we need to look to Jesus. Amen? The seed of Abraham. We are hewn from Jesus. The rock of Jesus. Did you hear that today? Christ, the solid foundation, the firm foundation. Did you hear that? So we are standing on that rock, the unshakable rock, the immovable rock of Jesus Christ. So now the standard is very high. The perfect one is our standard. The sins, sinless perfection, the absolute perfection, Jesus himself is our standard. If you say that you are hewn from Jesus, we have to do the things of Jesus. What Jesus did, we have to do it. He has given us everything to be like him. Can you boast anything about yourself, yours in the kingdom of God? He has given you everything to be like him. We heard you have the faith of Jesus. We have the grace of Jesus. We have the spirit of Jesus, we have the, the, the nature of Jesus. We have the name of Jesus. We have the power of Jesus. We have the authority of Jesus. Why? Why? To be like 
Jesus to operate in faith. When you came to Jesus, your genealogy changed. Hallelujah. Your genealogy changed. You came out from generational curses. Family limitations. Hallelujah. I was so amazed when pastor came and told that he, he, there is someone here with the fear of death. As I was praying with this word, God told me there are two people. Two people, I don't know whether there are more, with the fear of death. That is the generational curse. Because you think because somebody died in that age, I might also die in that age. So God wants to free you from that. Break that bondage. Know that your genealogy has changed. You don't have any natural roots. You're rooted in Christ. Amen? So if someone here like that, I want you to come and you want to pray. If not in public, when we are after the service, you come. We want to pray for you. Because that is a fear. Fear of death. Fear of death cannot bother you. You have to cast it out. Amen? If you want to live, you can live longer. Amen? There is no restriction in the world when it comes to age. It's up to you. Faith. It's up to you. Faith. Hallelujah. Satisfy. God will satisfy with long life. God will satisfy you with long life. Like how Abraham believed hope against hope. This area, hope against hope. That you will live and you will see when Jesus Christ come back. You will see with your own eyes his appearance. And you will fly and you will be with him. You will meet him in the air. Amen. The people around you should know that your genealogy has changed. That your family name has changed. That is something more attachment to your name. Amen. And the people around you, your neighbors, your colleagues, should be able to identify the one true living God as your God. Like your father, Abraham. I'm the God of Abraham. I'm the God of Isaac. I'm the God of Jacob. I'm the God of you. Amen. The people around you should testify that. That when... Nisha prays, the God of Nisha will answer you. God wants to release that over you. Amen. God wants to release that over you. God of Hazina. God of Damien. God of Febin. God of Sheila. God of Jean. God of Anil. God of Matthew, God of Raiju, God of Shaila, God of Anchu, God of Joel, God of Deborah. Don't take it lightly. This is the heart of God to be known after your name. How can you find such a faithful God? He wants to be named after you, God of 
God of one last thing I want to ask you is your character revealing who you are or do you have any identity crisis when you stand in public can people identify you as a son of God or as a daughter of God Whose character do you reveal? Do you blaspheme the name of God? The God who did wonders for Abraham, he is your father. Don't blaspheme his name. Your standard is high. Purity is your standard. Holiness is your standard. You're more, you're purer than gold of offer. Hallelujah. If Solomon selected gold from offer, you are the vessel of God. How much more you should be, you should radiate the glory of God. How can God live in a cheap temple? Have you ever thought about that? How can God live in cheap temple? If the if earthly man, Solomon, could offer the best to the temple of God, can we offer ourselves like a living sacrifice, like a gold, a pure gold? It is written, your faith, your faith is purer than gold. Precious than gold. I just want to tell one last thing. One day, as I was, we were talk, walking, um, we were driving to church, Kautam. So I asked, you know, some, sometimes we are you know, worried about so many things and cares. I asked one question to pastor, I asked, Ache, tell me what am I good at? Can you tell me one reason where I am excellent? He gave me so many things. He might have heard, said that, is from, that from his heart, but I couldn't agree to that. Am I excellent in that? Am I excellent in that? That question was just pondering, that bothering me. Am I good in anything, Lord? At least for one thing can I say that I am good? And when I was time spent with the Lord, the Lord answered me. You know what God told me? My child... You're good in carrying me. Hallelujah. You're good in carrying me. That's why I trusted my presence to you. From that day on, I knew what I am, what I am, what I am carrying. While I was sitting here, God told me there's someone here troubling with their worth. What is my worth? And God told me, royalty is your worth because the king is by your side. The king of kings and the lord of lords, he is by your side. Royalty is your worth. Jesus is your worth. If God could trust his presence with this earthen vessel, how much more we should be careful. We should be cleansing ourselves, our vessels, so that the name of the Lord will not be blasphemed. 
so that the work of the Lord will not be hindered. Hallelujah. God bless you with this word.